From 1965 to 1980, a generation was born on this planet into a world they didn't create. This generation promptly experienced video games, VCRs, and the chicken nugget. Today, still remembered through movies and music, that generation thrives as middle-aged men and women. If you are bored, if you want to learn something new about something you already know, and if you can stand them, then maybe you should listen to The Latchkey Files. Okay, today I kind of wanted to get into, for me, was just a huge part of growing up. And of course, I'm talking about the VHS tape, the, the VCR, the video store. Really, for anyone in Generation X, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there's so much that goes into it and so much that we've now forgotten because what we're talking about, Coach, is dead technology now. And first off, I don't remember. You're you're quite a bit older hey. than me, right? Uh, I whoa, I'm just uh, <laughs> I am older. chronologically speaking. <laughs> okay, you are older, so perhaps you can answer this because I was a little young. But I remember the great Betamax VHS war, and I never quite understood really the difference. I heard one was better quality, and one I remember it was a smaller tape, and and then all of a sudden it was just VHS and a really just kind of small bin of right and even options at a at a video store so i don't know exactly what i'm right a little older. even now i mean this? you talk about dead technology and this was the one of the first format wars that existed uh it was early 70s 71 was the first vcr what we consider video cassette recording but it really wasn't commercial yet it was still for studios uh it was the uh sony u-matic what they called it and then later than that a year later Philips introduced something they called the N1500 and then that's when the term VCR came in but still not commonplace so well just out of curiosity do you know how much would one of these early prototype well machines cost? when it was first done it was actually way back in 56 so this is actually quite old really yeah these, no are, these are quite old but this is a $50,000 machine. This is not, this is cutting edge or what they call bleeding edge technology. It's not really until 75 that it starts to become commercial. And that's the Betamax. The Betamax was first. Betamax, Betamax, was, Betamax first? was first? I thought beta meant like, you know. You would, right? Beta, second letter of the yeah. Greek alphabet. You yeah. think it's second or we sometimes use beta to mean not, not as good. I was stunned when I found this out. They did a lot of this work in Japan. Japan was, was in, in a lot of ways still is, cutting edge for electronics. And Betamax was a Sony product. Beta, the sound, the word beta. Now, not the you know, English spelling, but just the sound beta in Japanese is things without gaps or spaces. So it actually has a meaning. It has a meaning yeah. behind it. And the capital letter B, if you can imagine a capital letter B, that's the shape the tape made as it wound through the machine. So there's a reason that has nothing to do with the Greek alphabet for wow. beta. So despite beta being the second letter of the alphabet, it was actually the first in 75. So this is when it comes to ordinary Americans. Mid-70s, if you wanted to record your All in the Family or Laverne and Shirley or Sanford and Son, those are the big shows of 75, you had your Betamax, you could do it. Well, out of curiosity, because I was not born until 1977, did you know, do you remember being, you were how old in, in 75? 75, I would have, depending on what month it was, it would have been either seven or eight. 
Okay. Do you, I mean, do you remember that first time going to a friend's house and seeing a VCR or recorded? That had to be just wild to think about recording television and watching it at a different time. Yes, but even wilder than that. Now, if you think about it, so we're seeing a recorded television program, weird in the sense of, oh my gosh, it's you know three in the afternoon and we're watching a show that was last night at seven. But even weirder was when the personal video recorder came out and you could record your own things with a camera, video camera. Oh. Now you're watching, that's my baseball game or that's whatever. Those, that's where it got weird because we didn't as kids, yeah, there was Super 8 movie, but they were always in the box in the basement or the attic and it was your parents' wedding where everything is, you know, about 50% faster Brainy, than it should be. The, the quality right. of the Zapruder that's film right. coming You expected the grassy knoll to appear at some point. <laughs> And it was, they were silent even. Like there, were, there oh. was no talking. So people would wave to the camera and their mouths would move. Nothing. So, no, nothing's well, coming at you. So it wasn't the same. Uh, um, recording your, your programs on television was, it, we talked about, we talk about freedom and the idea of personal choice and, and not being a slave to a schedule. That's what it opened up to. So here you are in 75. If you're a, let's call you, say you're a working man and you're going to be late at the office so you don't get home in time to watch your program, it could have been recorded for you. That's pretty darn new. 77, so now I'm nine years old, 77, JVC introduces the VHS, the video home system. So VHS stood for. So now you got, now is your format conflict, 77. Which is kind of funny, because 77 is when the uh, first video rental store in Los Angeles came out. So that must, I don't know if that was VHS and beta or just VHS, but I don't, kind of coincidental. And it's fast. Year. I mean, this, this stuff is catching on immediately. There's no 10-year there's no lag time or early adoption issues. It's right away is popular immediately. Well, I did hear something. We all know that Disney, when it comes to copyright infringement, how crazy they are busting teachers for showing <laughs> Disney movies. But I didn't know, but I was reading this, that Disney and Universal both filed a lawsuit against Sony. They tried to ban the sale of VCR and rental movies. Can you imagine that? Like, if that would have gone through, forget Blockbuster, forget oh, everything. the mom sure. and pop store, forget everything else we're going to talk about today. We don't have a podcast today talking about that if that lawsuit's successful. Right, and you can see, even though you know we... We don't. We wouldn't have liked the band. You can sort of sympathize with these guys that they're they're seeing. Hey, we're releasing movies into theaters, and that's where we're making our money. And suddenly, that's just gone. It's not happening. Now we know it didn't work out that way. Theaters are still doing just fine. And um, you know, later you're going to get Netflix and all those guys with streaming services. But the beta VHS format war in the it'd be late 70s, and it would carry on into the 80s. Um, there's a lot of working parts to this format war. You mentioned that the, the Betamax supposedly had a better picture, and that was their claim, like we, we are superior picture. It turns out, although that's true, it's not true in any significant way. VHS used uh, 240 lines of resolution in their image. Betamax used 250. It really wasn't that different. Is that a big difference? I don't know. You're talking to somebody that, that teaches not, psychology. You'd have so to, you have to know you're seeing it and have two running side by side to even notice one's better. They also claimed 
They had a better audio recording. Again, you'd have to have them both playing at the same time. They were smaller. Betamax tapes, if you've ever seen one, yeah, they were, I were somewhere that. between were... a VHS tape and a cassette tape, right. an audio cassette. That advantage that they claimed to have ended up being one of their biggest disadvantages. So Betamax, Sony Betamax, kept their lock on their technology. They did not release it. So only Sony could make Betamax. JVC, on the other hand, released their format to other manufacturers, Hitachi, Mitsubishi, Sharp, and told those guys, hey, you need to manufacture VHS, not beta, VHS. So Sony kept it very much in-house. The JVC went wider. That meant that VHS, there were, there were bidding wars going on. Companies were striving to make the best VHS machines for the least amount of money, but Sony had no such competition. So you had two systems that were, for all intents and purposes, the same. They were about the same quality. They were about the same audio and, I'm sorry, audio and video quality. But VHS machines started getting cheaper. By 1980s, $200 to $400 for a VHS machine. Beta were hundreds more than that. Really? Oh, much more, more expensive. It would explain why we had a VHS. <laughs> but that really wasn't it. That was, that was a big factor, but it really wasn't the main factor. The Betamax tapes had a much shorter recording time, half hour to an hour. The thinking they had on beta was television shows are either an hour or half hour. That's what they are, with the exception maybe of a special news bulletin or if some TV was broadcasting a movie. But your average, your sitcom was 30 minutes, your TV dramas were an hour. So their tapes were accordingly that length. VHS two hours on its standard play, and then they could all go all the way up to six hours on their super long play. But you're saying, who cares? So I have six hours, so I could record 12 sitcoms as opposed to two. What's the difference? The difference was football. American you football. You couldn't record a whole football game on a Betamax tape. Couldn't do no, it. Not if the recording stops at an so hour. So if I close. didn't catch you know, the Bears game, I can't put in my Betamax tape and get the whole recording. Can't do it. I'm going to argue that was the thing that brought them down more than anything else. They just couldn't do it. They, were they couldn't compete with the American sport. More expensive events. and couldn't do is this basic fundamental thing. They could only handle, you know, I Love Lucy. <laughs> so VCR is getting cheaper, yep. and now you can record basically anything a blue-collar whomever would want to see in terms of sports. That's about seems it. Seems like it's a pretty easy decision now. In how 1975, that we're going all the way back now, Betamax 100% of the market because they're the only game in town. There is no VHS. By 1980, so that's five years later, Betamax had dropped to 40%. So plummeted wow. in five years. 81, they're at 25% market share. And in 1986, it was 7.5%. So in 10 years, they went from the only game in town to a forgotten dead technology. It's like obsolete by this point. And in 88, Sony finally announced they're going to start making VHS. So they've, a late well, they finally party, decided like. to give up on their own product and say, all right, I guess beta's dead. So by <laughs> 1990s, it's VHS. It's nothing but VHS. But as we all know, and we'll talk about this later, 
the seeds of their own destruction are already being sown. So even though no, it it comes. I mean, that's one thing. Again, you I've said this. I came from a divorced family, so one of the surest ways to bribe me was a trip to the video store. So my dad would have me on Tuesdays and like Friday, Saturday, whatever the the arrangement was back in the uh, 80s divorce <laughs> um, yes. custody yeah. battle. Uh, but I remember my dad would take me and, and we would go to these little, I guess you would just call them mom mm-hmm. and pop video stores. And that was one of my favorite things is to walk in and see all the titles. And I just felt... I mean, it's, it's just some of my, my favorite memories, just walking through and seeing all these. I still remember seeing the weird, like, B-horror movies. Not even the, the <laughs> Friday the 13th. Not, not even that, but, like, some yes. weird piranha. And then you had, I remember the, those those uh, ant movies and stuff from the 70s, like, seeing, oh. you know, those kind it's of. Remember Lanigan those? Lanigan versus the ants. Yeah. I would spend so much time just walking up and down. And, and you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I my dad probably got tired of it and. Slap me in the back of the head and would you would you freaking pick something? You've been here for a damn hour, um, but that for me was was huge. Where those just those little mom and pop ones where they would have one or two copies and and that was it. I mean, I'm sure you went through that. You were a teenager. Um, yeah. There. Now for me, like I said, teenager would for me it would have been um, mid '80s. That's when I was in high school. Um, so yeah, we would have those like you said those little mom and pop video stores. But for me also there were. There were stores that were attached to other stores. So the pharmacy hmm. had this little wire had rack, video, right. you know, of Remember that? 38 movies <laughs> on it. And, that was, and one of each, like you said. And so, you'd, oh, you guys used to have the Hondo or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Where is it? Oh, someone else has it. Damn. Um, but you know what? Like, just think about that. I, I talk about that with the students all the time. I remember when we first had the internet, just to jump ahead a little bit, and it would take 20 minutes to load a website. We didn't use those. Like, okay, that's just the way it was. Now, if something doesn't come up within five seconds, I'm pissed off. There's something wrong with this Wi-Fi. So what you just (laughs) described was our entertainment. You went there. Hey, can I get a copy of this movie? No, we're out. Okay, see you later. Like, we didn't that, stare at him. We just accepted there that. There was no alternate. You know, this. We didn't get mad. You know what, damn it. Heck, and we're already using a technology. I am taking a movie home. Like, that's already right. blowing my mind. That, uh, I'm pretty that excited about I don't have to go that. to the theater. I mean, when let's go back to the 70s. When Star Wars comes out, you want to see it, you go to the movie. You want to see it again, you get in line again. That, that's you it. You get in line again. That's, I saw Back to the Future four times. Always in the, in the theater. Yeah. And so their, your VHS and, well, beta when it was around, was, no, not necessarily. You can do this at home if you want. Right. This is pretty, we got the uh, the air fry, or the air, yeah, air popcorn. That's right. <laughs> Poured the popcorn in the popper, and, you know, it popped like 30% of the kernels. That's a good Friday. So you'd you know what I didn't realize? I was, I was having this conversation with uh, somebody else who's, I don't know, great uncle, whatever, was in the video industry back in the 80s. I, I'm assuming it's mom and pop. Do you realize that they would have to buy um, the tapes for the video? So these mom and pops, the reason they only had one or two of each of the selections was it would cost them $100 per copy. But $100 in you know, 1985 is the equivalent of like sure. $235 today. So that's why they didn't have the huge amount of selections of you know multiple it, ones. Is that why it, if you lost it, it was a hundred dollars to replace oh, it? Yeah. I always thought, no. how yes, could this there's... possibly? How is Mac and Me worth a hundred dollars? It yeah, didn't on, cost a hundred dollars. This is a ET knockoff. That's why your dad would slap you upside the head and you'd be bleeding <laughs> from the <laughs> if air. You lost. If you lost <laughs> Mac and Me or Ghoulies <laughs> too, also another. <laughs> yes. 
But no, that was it. And that is how Blockbuster changed the game. That's how it changed the game. Blockbuster, a guy named David Cook, started. What he did was he entered an agreement with Rentrack, which was in the, the video promotion industry. And Blockbuster was able to lease these new releases, and then they would pay the provider per transaction. Rather than buying the individual tape for $100, they would lease this, which allowed them. And they ran their marketing on having 20 options or 20, uh, 20 copies 20 copies, 20 copies of the latest selection, because that's what people wanted, was to come in and be able to get, you know, Goodfellas, Top Gun, and, and have 20 options to prevent that sort of disappointment that we talked about earlier. So they of, wouldn't of, buy each individual copy of the movie. No, they had this they separate leased the thing title. Set up. They would lease, yeah, they'd lease the title. And so that's how they were able to squeeze out a lot of these you know, mom and pop stores. I mean, they, they ended up being number one in the U.S. and they had 6,000 stores globally at their, at their height. Um, but one thing I do remember, because I was lucky where I lived, we had a huge video store. It was called Salzer's. It's up there in Ventura. I think it's still there. I don't know if, what it does now, but it would have, it was two floors of selection. Oh and what I liked was if you were like a cinephile, you couldn't get certain movies of Blockbuster. You couldn't get NC-17. You couldn't get, they certainly didn't have what's behind that curtain that says it's 18 beaded, and older. We know right, that about Blockbuster. the beaded curtain or the. Yes, that was every adolescent. I don't know why you just use a grail. door. Like, why aren't we using a I, door? I, I, I want the curtain because you, you can kind of see. see oh my gosh. Is that what, am I looking at? I got to tell you, there's nothing. There was nothing better than to catch somebody that you coming knew out of coming out of one of those. Like the look of shame and disgust. Like, hey, there's my third hey, grade teacher. What are you Flanagan. doing back there? What is? Uh... <laughs> I'm just looking for the National Geographic. You have to look confused. Uh... Like, where this is? This isn't where the <laughs> this... country church's catalog is. <laughs> Why did you send me back here, young man? Hey, uh, don't ever do that again. <laughs> where were the bathrooms again? Because they're not there. But that was it. You, you at Blockbuster, you wouldn't get a lot of these, okay. you know, selections, uh, foreign films, very difficult to find. And then I don't know if you remember the cult classic Faces of Death. Remember that whole series. <laughs> I remember it. That is a real thing, by the way. People forget about it. We had friends. You always had. You have your circle of friends. I want you to imagine like a, a concentric circle. And as you get farther away, they're a little bit less close to you. Somebody in that circle is the weird one. He's all, and it's oh, the yeah. same guy. It's not spread. The weirdness isn't spread out among ten people. It's all concentrated on one dude, and it was always the guy who had he'd like wear a cloak to school or some strange yes, sartorial guy, choice. Right. And I remember some guy like that. That's like three layers out on my concentric circle friend target. Yeah, there's this movie Faces of Death, and we didn't believe him. Said, "No, you're making that up. No one would. Why would you make this movie? Oh yeah, one guy gets torn in half by a combine harvester, whatever it was." And we're staring at him going, there's no, why would anyone make this movie? Years later, I find out and I sort of mentally apologized. You know what? Garth, or whatever your name is, you were right. They did make it. They made many of them. No, they did. I remember I actually was traumatized from watching it. I think I was like 12 or 13. I don't know how I got my hands on on one of these. I, I do have older brothers and sisters, so that perhaps was. But these are not, it, Blockbuster's no. not going down this road. No, no, no. These were these were disturbing. These they're were, staying more yeah. mainstream. And if, you know, they're, they're catering. And they the made the Blockbuster stores after a while. At the checkout counter, they had all the movie. You could buy your the same kind of candies and popcorns. Yeah, they had it. It was a one-stop shopping experience 
like a movie theater only you could do it in the privacy of your own home and you know how they made a lot of the rewind money. fees oh yeah do you remember that yeah. or no well the rewind fees yes i mean we even had a whole seinfeld yes. episode of that but the late fees. oh late fees yeah oh the late fees they made 800 million dollars yeah. off late fees and so I remember, remember there would be the that Dropbox, little Dropbox. Uh-huh. Like library. Sometimes you, you'd put it on your seat and you forget to do it. And you're like, mm, that's yeah. another day yep. that I have to yep. rent. Yep. Yep. Damn it. But what that is, inevitably what made them $800 million was also their undoing. Because Netflix was created because Reed Hastings had $40 of late fees at Blockbuster, was so pissed off about it <laughs> that he decided that he would start Netflix. <laughs> And that's that's how it started. That's how it started to increase. And Netflix was, was originally this was pre-streaming. This was oh the, no, this was physical you would, copy, the mail. and you kept yeah, it exactly. You didn't you subscribe to Netflix like a service? I think it was yeah. And then you, I remember they would come. Yeah, you have little envelope. envelopes and right. uh, keep it as long as you want. But the longer you keep it, the less you're rotating your own stock. So it was to your advantage to watch and return because that means you get another one. Right, no late fees, watch as you go. Redbox comes Red out Box, around the same yep, time, yep. similar kind of thing. But that's, you know, I mean, uh, here's what's funny. Because we all know the downfall of Blockbuster. This We're not rewriting history here. But Blockbuster was offered to buy Netflix for $50 million. Can you believe it? $50 million at one point, And Blockbuster declined, kind of what mm. we're talking about with oh, the, Sony, the yeah. Betamax with Sony. And while now Netflix, uh, by my account last time I looked, is worth like $280 billion, $289 billion. pretty billion. good return. I thought it was pretty good. So whoever – see, Blockbuster, what we don't remember is they try to do this themselves. They try to do the mail. Oh, yes. Uh, where they cut out their late yes. fees, and then they try to do the mail order uh, DVDs. It would have been DVDs at this point were past VHS. Um, but, you know, that was, that was it. Now Blockbuster – they just kind of missed the boat on this. I guess it was hubris, arrogance, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, now there's one. They actually have a, a, a Netflix documentary. Listen to the irony of this. <laughs> Netflix made a documentary on the very last Blockbuster store, which is in Bend, Oregon. So talk that's about just, that's just not rubbing only did we beat now. you, <laughs> we're now going to create our own documentary highlighting the fact that we defeated you. We're going to make it on in, our platform. In this sort the of The very thing. thing that we're using to kill you. <laughs> is what it's it's about killing. We thought you. we'd show it off here, but yeah, can you imagine that one? That There's one left, still there. I guess it's a Airbnb now. Oh, or it's something. not even it's an like actual blockbuster. It's, a, it's like no, it is, but it's like it's a multi-consumer like a sort nostalgia of thing. I I don't well, know. Netflix. But what uh, has baffled many a Netflix user is there's you know the different layers of browsing and the movies we think you'll like. And for a while, it looks good, and then you hit one and go, why would I like that? What, do you, what is wrong with you? Why do you think I would like that? But didn't Blockbuster do something similar with, like, employees' well, I think picks? all the mom and pop, yeah. and blo- yes, it would be like the Gene pick or the, <laughs> the Randall pick. And there would always be, again, that weird one, not Garth or Shadow, whatever the guy's Shadow. name was. Yes. He would, he would yes. have these, these random, you know, like the Tom Hanks, uh, what was that? Oh, the uh, Mazes and Dungeons Monsters. and Dragons the parody Mazes one. Mazes and Monsters. Yeah, there it is. What does so, so, Brother Malon see? Or whatever his name was. Yeah, Garth and Shadow <laughs> would pick those. Mac and me, just sort of those avant-garde weird, but not even the cool science fiction off-countered ones. But yeah, that yeah, was Phantasm. A, you got to watch the Phantasm movie. movies. It has this ball <laughs> with a blade on it. So cool. 
my dad used to actually get angry at the picks. <laughs> like, who does this person think they are to tell me what to watch? And I'd be like, Dad, this is not, new. He's you not ordering you it. to. He's recommending. Yeah, like, you don't have to. I would never watch that. Okay. Like, it's okay. Then you probably like, don't want to go with Jasmine's picks. Back off a little bit. Yeah, so let's get away from Hannah's picks <laughs> right now. And Well, our <laughs> I um, that mom and pop that we had when we were, my wife and I got married, and we lived in near Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, and uh, the mom and pop store, it was, for some reason, it was very narrow and very long, deep. Like right. you could walk straight right. ahead, fifty paces, but you, but can't you could turn barely around. put your arms out. <laughs> and I, the other thing I remember about those video stores was the video rental card. You had either oh, yeah. it was like a membership card, like you were in some sort of secret society. But there were also the punch cards, right? With the, if you get 10, you could do Where the you get an extra one after Or, that. like we did, you could just keep getting a new one each time because you kept losing it and collect 11 different cards, each with one stamp on them. Can, can I redeem these all What if I just gave you all time? of these? Can I please rent the never-ending well, story? Well, I think that's where Blockbuster, remember they had it where you could put it on your keychain? Yes. The blue. That was, I think, blue probably is the only reason I kept one. So we moved from... Betamax killed itself by not giving yes. the public what it wanted and watching a competitor do it better. Like, sat there and mm -hmm. watched it happen. And then you had Blockbuster do the same thing a few, like a decade later, did something, someone else did it better, and they watched it happen. Right. Like you said, is that hubris? Is that um, not being able to move with the times, not being nimble? You had one idea, but you can't come up with another one. Sometimes I think we're just closed. My like I, people in general are resistant to technology. I think these Gen Zers, whatever they call them, millennials, are far different. But I think people our age and older, like I didn't. I was anti DVD for the longest time. Right. I don't think I bought my own DVD until two thousand one, out of just pure spite and un I got unwillingness to get with the times because. You know, I thought my Netflix collection was my VHS tapes that I had handwritten oh, and, yes, you know, stickers. put it on. That was my version of Netflix. I got my own right here. I've got six episodes of Hunter ready to go from <laughs> 1985. You know, I don't need With a that DVD. weird, the beginning tape where it has the vertical movement of that strange line. Yes. Yeah, that's all part that's of the part experience. part of it, same way vinyl has pop sounds. <laughs> VHS has the same weird distortion on the bottom or top. So I think that's it. We 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 are so it's difficult for our generation and older generations to give up what we grew up on, what we like. I think there's nostalgia there. I think there's just yeah. I think we do fear, we do perhaps. Stall I don't know. In whatever mode we we're do. in, and you almost and we're fine. You with wonder that. with the the teenagers that we come across every day, you're gonna stall also. Like you think you're in this moving everything. We're gonna move at the times. No, you won't. When your kids are doing brain implant movies or whatever the heck it's going to be, <laughs> you'll shake choose. your head and go, in my day, we had streaming. And, you know, right. There's one not doing, doing this. I'm doing, not doing the implant or the whatever it is. <laughs> so that's the, the story between Beta, VHS, which leads us to Mom and Pops and Blockbuster, which gets us all the way to Netflix. And who knows where that'll take us in future. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yes, we will. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Latchkey Files. If you'd like to experience more from us, you can find Sean O'Brien's science fiction books on Amazon, Nook, Audible, 
and most other book and audiobook retailers. You can also go to his website at seanobrienauthor.com. And if you're looking to get in better shape, both physically and mentally, check out Chris Varner's Lifestyle and Fitness YouTube channel called Just a Dad Bod.